1964, the Beatles invaded America and Beatlemania took over. And in 2017, Bitcoin invaded the masses. Welcome to Bitcoin mania. We've just seen a week of Bitcoin mania unlike any other, and the word is getting out to the mainstream. So what does this mean for investors? And how will Bitcoin futures affect the price? And what is the next coin to go to the moon? Well, we got no freaking clue, but we do like asking questions. And speaking of questions, why does Travis keep having such bad luck with crypto? It seems that his kitties may forever be orphans. Come join us as we fall deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole in episode number 61 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Hey, this is James Albacher. You're listening to the Bad Crypto Podcast. Stay bad. We're back. It's episode number 61, gang, and I am Joel Com, and here with lost kitties on his mind is Mr. Travis Wright. Hello, Travis. We're back. It's another crypto geist. <laughs> <laughs> the, the ghost of Travis's crypto. <laughs> you have been having all kinds of bad luck, and we're going to talk about that a little later. Uh, hey, but... I, I just prefer to, to look at it like I am having lessons that I get to teach other people so that they can keep safe, Mr. Joel Com. Not only do we Google so you don't have to, but we lose crypto. We get <laughs> so... we get hacked so you don't have to. <laughs> We get we get Mac crashes so you don't have to, and we lose oh crypto kitties so you don't have to. Oh, and IOTA we lost that. Oh, and fifty five mining uh, Bitcoin back in the day lost those too. So we do that so yeah. you don't have to. We need to keep a running tally of the Travis <laughs> crypto fails. The Travis crypto travesties. Yeah, and we should have a sign on the uh, on the website five days since a crypto fail, since a Travis crypto fail, you know, six days and reset the clock when you uh, this is why we're the blockchain blockheads, the crypto clowns. It's the bad crypto podcast, the show for the crypto curious and the crypto serious and the crypto. I'm crypto furious. We're glad you're here, and we are just blown away at how many of you are pouring out love to us for this show, and we love you right back, and we are approaching episode, or download, episode episode 1 million, the year 2140, the last Bitcoin has been mined, and it's episode 1 million. And we're really old. You don't even know how much crypto Travis has lost now. <laughs> we are we are approaching download number one million. It's going to happen shortly, and we've got some surprises that are going to be coming your way. But let's give a shout out to our show sponsor, Mr. Travis Wright, uh, the Zilla app. You know, I haven't looked yet to see because I've been gone at a conference all weekend, so I'm not sure if the uh, the beta is live yet or not. But you guys can go check by going to zla.io 
forward slash bad because I'm eager to uh, to get my hands on this and and test it out. The um, the Zilla app is where you can check out the ICOs and vote them up and vote them down and read all about them and depending upon where you live, participate in some of them. And if you're not familiar with the Zilla app, this is an ICO marketplace app and it basically allows you to browse ICOs and upvote and downvote them so that the good ones will rise to the top. And so it really allows you to do some, some research on these ICOs. And if you decide you want to participate in one, you can just do a one click with your credit card, sort of like you can do on Amazon, right? Like, oh, I like this one click buy. And so, you know, this is going to be interesting and uh, they're releasing their beta app. It should be out. It might already be out. Again, we don't know, but uh, depending on when you listen to this, it could certainly already be out. And so they're working on that wallet functionality and that's going to be awesome to be able to allow us to to click and, and buy into the ICOs that we like and then also get updated new news frequently on that again zla.io forward slash b-a-d who's bad i'll tell you who's bad ronnie moass is bad in fact we've gotten so much feedback on episode number 60 the interview with ronnie i mean he just lit a fire and and i knew it would be like that i knew that when people heard this episode they would be like oh my gosh this is now my favorite episode and it's kind of hard to outdo you know james altucher mm-hmm. uh ronnie and, and he's going to come back again in the future but i i am renaming him from ronnie moass to ronnie badass because Very nice. oh oh and guess what we owe uh, thanks to a bunch of you that gave to foodforthepoor.org. It's not too late to do that, by the way. It's never too late to give. And those of you that did, uh, we gifted you a million or two million worthless bad coin in exchange for your generosity. And uh, and you could still do that. If you go to foodforthepoor.org forward slash, Mo, was it forward slash Moas? Moas, yeah, M-O-A-S. Forward slash M-O-A-S. And uh, if you donate at least $25 to Food for the Poor using that URL, then uh, we'll send you a million worthless bad coin. And, if you, and some of you sent over $100, and thank you for that. And we sent those people $2 million worthless bad coin. He said there was a, a few dozen of uh, people in bad cryptopia who had donated so far. So that's amazing because when he says that, you know, $50 essentially feeds 10 kids for the whole year with rice and beans and some of the other stuff that they're able to do. And that is a very worthwhile thing. So it sounds to me like based on what, what bad cryptopia has done so far, you know, there's probably a hundred kids that's going to get fed next year because of the generosity in our, uh, the great citizenry. So if there's any other folks who want to help participate in that, uh, foodforthepoor.org forward slash Moas. And again, make sure to let us know if you do that or if you want to stay anonymous, that's fine as well. But if you want to get some of that sweet, sweet, worthless bad coin. And, and Travis, you are going on the, uh, the cruise, the Asian cruise, right? Yeah. Yeah. Coins Bank. Uh, they are putting on a cruise. So I think if you go to coinsbank.com forward slash cruise, there's the Asian blockchain event. Ronnie's going to be there. Also, our, our good friend John McAfee, he is going to be there. And I will be co-headlining that event, apparently. Ronnie hooked it up. Yeah, you are You are going to go and represent the Republic of Bad Cryptopia and uh, make all kinds of great connections. And we're getting all kinds of inquiries, by the way, to go and speak. And what I find so 
funny about that is our show is called the bad crypto podcast we started it saying that we have no idea what we're talking about we're just learning and now people are saying we need experts to come speak and so we're <laughs> we're, we're being contacted by fortune companies yeah. to go and train because there are people that are way more clueless than we are and there will be for years. And so if, you know, you're part of an organization, an association or a company um, that, you know, wants Travis and I to come and deliver the goods, we've got a speaker agent that I've been working with for some time. And we're happy to connect you to see if we can make that work. Yeah. And one of the things about this, Joel, is that for the last five months now, we have just been eating and breathing and diving into this crypto space. I'm pooping crypto. You're pooping crypto. Well, that's yeah. maybe that's where my crypto went but uh we've been we've spent a lot of time over these last 20 years in the marketing and technology space so we understand these kind of of shifts in in change and evolution in technology before most people do typically i mean it's you've done it multiple times within your career and i've done it six or seven times within mine i see where the puck is going and then i'm doing what i'm doing now but then i'm learning about what's happening next and then when that time comes i i shift my focus over there and start diving in and that's what's happened here in the crypto space and we're having a great time i tell you what i don't know that i've had more fun in business ever than these past few months working with you, Mr. Joe Com. This is this is a great ride. We're glad y'all are on this ride with us. And I'll say this just as a teaser to pay attention because this is going to be one heck of a week with the Bad Crypto Podcast. And I'll just say this: Bad Cryptomus is coming. Uh oh, here comes Bad Crypto. <laughs> <laughs> bad Crypto voicemail. You have one new message. Hi guys, this is uh, Samuel Schoenvliet from uh, Belgium, calling you guys from Antwerp. Uh, really love you guys um, uh, and the show, especially the show. Wow, that sounded a bit weird. Uh, you guys are uh, doing a great job uh, informing us. I'm really a newbie, um, just one month in, so really excited with uh, all the stuff that I'm learning via you guys. So thanks a lot for everything that you guys are doing for us. Well, thanks, Sam. We appreciate hearing from you and all citizens of the Republic of Bad Cryptopia. Travis, I think we need to just, maybe we should just refer to Republic of Bad Cryptopia going forward as RBC. What do you think? Mm, the Republic of BC, the Republic, yeah, RBC, that makes sense to me, RBC. I, ha hashtag RBC, we need a flag. We do need a flag. We need an epic flag. Uh, we need a It's got to have a bad coin on it, right? <laughs> <laughs> And we need a parliamentary. Uh, we need we need to get that squared away. We got to get a Congress or a Parliament up in her, and uh, some ruling leaders. We're gonna have in to tax bad. half your bit your bad coin. You know, we're gonna. Have to <laughs> if we have any artists out there, any citizens want to design a flag for us, then uh, if we if we select one, then we'll shoot some uh, you know a couple million bad coin at you um, for, for being super creative. Anyway, uh, if you want to call us, the phone number is 708-885-9030. And we apologize that we cannot get to all your questions. Uh, that uh, Not to discourage you from writing or calling, please do both because you never know when you're going to show up. There's just so many. And we actually have other work <laughs> that we both do in between eating, breathing, and sleeping uh, crypto. So, you know, it, we're, we're not ignoring you. We're just not responding to everybody because it's just not humanly possible. Bad crypto inbox. You got mail. Daniel. 
who wrote in and said, hey, guys, love the show. Been listening since the beginning. I'm ready to take the plunge and buy some crypto, but I'm hoping you can put one of my fears to rest. Uh, we can't. My bank account is through Chase, and I've heard horror stories of Chase closing down people's accounts if they figure out the account is associated with Bitcoin in any way, i.e. being connected to something like Coinbase. Any thoughts on this? I've listened to all episodes and don't remember hearing you guys discuss this uh, potential risk. And he linked us to a Reddit post in the R uh, Bitcoin Reddit, which we have put in the show notes maybe give us a little heads up on part of what this says here, Trav. There has been a few banks nationwide in the U here in the U S that have kicked people out due to Bitcoin. Now, maybe that might be because of their, they're being, they're scared of Bitcoin. They're intimidated of, of the cryptocurrencies. Uh, this post on Reddit was a year ago. And uh, so, and then we actually had a conversation with, when we interviewed Roger Ver, the guy who loves Bcash, he, uh, you know, he mentioned that he's had a few banks, you know, accounts closed, closed on him. So that's something that, uh, you know, maybe you set up another account for only uh, dealing with your crypto potentially uh, or have multiple banks or just test it to see if they close your bank, you're not going to lose your money. You'll still get your money out of there. But, you know, Chase, you know, JP Morgan, those are some of the people who were responsible for creation of the Federal Reserve Bank originally anyway. So I don't know why you guys would be banking with Chase anyway. I'm not I'm not a bank advisor, though. Yeah, well, here's the thing. There's actually an article that I saw, and I'm looking for it right now, in the Bad Crypto Mastermind, which all citizens of RBC should be in. And uh, the story that was posted is Bank of America wins a patent for crypto exchange system. So apparently they may be looking into crypto exchange services for their corporate clients. And that's all I know about it right now. I haven't had a chance to dig in. So, you know, this post in Reddit was posted 11 months ago. And you can go to the show notes and click on it. And you could read some of the responses. Uh, it's a pretty long thread of discussion there. So if that's interesting to you, um, other than that, uh, you know, we don't know. Yeah. A lot of these different banks are going through their own different risk tolerance for Bitcoin activity. So it's really up to the bank in which you're dealing with. Maybe you might want to go to a local credit union instead. Potentially fees are lower and uh, you might find them more accepting of Bitcoin. Potentially uh, check that out. Uh, we're not, again, we're not, we are not advisors in this particular space. So you really have to figure out what the rules are for the bank in which you are dealing with. But I don't believe we've heard of anybody so far in the Republic of Bad Cryptopia who have had any problems with their bank accounts being closed yet. I've not heard of anyone yet, so we shall see. Yeah, and just for the record, I've used Chase to fund uh, my Coinbase account before and have had no issues. So, uh, yeah. Hey, Joel and Travis. This is Anthony. I uh, just wanted to call and tell you I love your podcast. I've been listening since July. I'm dumbfounded. You're not going to believe what just happened. I put my information in. I listened to a podcast with Ronnie Moas. I put my information in to get information on his crypto letter. And my phone rings in my car while I'm driving home. And he called me. I got like $5,000 in crypto, uh, you know, $100,000 in the market. And the guy spent like 20 minutes with me talking about his investment letter, his charity. What an incredible guy. He, he, he called me on my cell phone to talk to me about crypto. So. What a what a what a wonderful special guy you had on your podcast. Uh, keep up the great work. Love your show. Love learning about cryptocurrencies. Stay bad. That is that's an amazing story, Anthony. I love that. And and Ronnie, you can tell that guy 
is is a great dude. You can just tell his heart is in the right place. He understands his financial world better than most. He's made so many accurate predictions over the last decade. One of the top financial advisors in the world. Pretty bullish on crypto in general. And he is very, very altruistic and and really trying to help feed the poor. And thank you so much for for leaving such a nice donation to him. And how cool was that that Ronnie just picked up and gave you a phone call? That's awesome. Uh, I think that's fantastic. And by the way, um, I'm on Ronnie newsletter now we both are and he sends out uh, it's a kind of rambling email like his newsletter it, it reads like he talks it's just it's just his dump of you oh, yeah. know content and information and he has officially revised his 2018 bitcoin prediction from 20,000 to 28,000 and he says in the email that he is being very conservative with his prediction he's like others are predicting 50 some 100 and he's like He's he's saying this is, you know, I'm going to stick really close to uh, to conservative on this. And here's my prediction. But I think what that really means is he sees it going a lot higher. So uh, don't know. That phone call was from Anthony. We also received a message from another Anthony via our contact form, which is just another way that you can reach out to us at badcryptopodcast.com. Click the contact Joel and Travis link. And he said, hey, guys, love the show. Thanks for all the great info and entertainment you bring to the community and the rest of the world. I see that the Bad Crypto Podcast is located here in our beautiful state of Colorado. I live in Grand Junction. Was curious if you guys would ever let a fan come and watch you guys do a podcast live. Keep up the great work. Stay bad. Well, actually, I'm in Denver, Colorado, but Mr. Travis Wright is in uh, Missouri. He's in he's way out there somewhere i'm in kansas city that is right so i don't know if you might be able to come and watch us do a podcast live but we have thought about recording it video wise and kind of showing the whole thing and then offering that content to folks who are in the mastermind group see our facebook mastermind group that's where we're putting extra content where we don't share it anywhere else like personally over this past weekend joel was gone to uh in la and so i would just made a couple funny videos on my own and just posted them up in the mastermind group that i I will put them nowhere else i only put them there just because it's fun and uh, so you know we also put up the uh the charlie lee interview there the full video before we released it anywhere else so we put extra content in the mastermind group and we might actually do a facebook or a, a live version of our podcast where we show you creating it along with all the edits and then upload that into uh, Facebook mastermind group sometime, but that's the place where you go to get content that's not available anywhere else. Right, Mr. Joel Com? You are correct. Uh, it's badco.in forward slash mastermind. And we have talked about doing this and we will, we're not going to tell you when we're going to do it. We're just, cause we don't always know when we're going to, going to record an episode. So, uh, Travis and I, at some point, we're just going to go live to Facebook, to the mastermind group. And if you have notifications turned on in the group in Facebook, then you'll get notified when we're live. And we're going to basically, you'll watch us record an episode, uh, but you'll see everything, including, you know, all the bloopers and us stopping. Cause what you're hearing right now is a finished produced product. And, you know, we do a lot of talking in between the bits and segments in order to figure out where we're going with it. So if you want to watch that live, you got to be in the mastermind. And let's do some news. Mr. Travis Wright, are you from the Bitcoin future? I'm from the year 2017, Mr. Joel Com. And actually, this is happening right 
now. The show is actually being recorded just a few minutes after Bitcoin futures have gone live. So thought that that would be a, a great way to begin this because many people have heard about Bitcoin futures, but you might not know exactly what it is and how it impacts Bitcoin. That's true. And us being the bad crypto podcast, uh, we don't fully understand it either. <laughs> well, okay. So we, I think I've got, I understand a little bit about it. And uh, we've got a couple links in the show notes. One of them is Business Insider. Futures are not something new. Mm -hmm. Futures are basically betting on whether the security is going to go up or down without actually purchasing that commodity or security. So people, you know, buy and sell Bitcoin, but futures allow investors to bet on the coin's future price without actually purchasing Bitcoin. Yeah, and and Ronnie talked about this in the uh, the last episode where he said that, you know, the futures are going to make it easier for more people to maybe get into Bitcoin without actually buying Bitcoin. And so if you're talking about like what is a future, and this is the definition that they have in the Business Insider, a future is a type of financial product which allows two parties to exchange an asset at a spe specified price at an agreed upon date in the future. They've been around since the late 19th century. They are traditionally traded by professional investors and firms. There are futures based on everything from oil to corn. And in many cases, when a future contract settles, the buyer of the contract can receive their payment in the product itself a barrel of oil, say, or in cash or Bitcoin. And uh, the latter is referred to, referred to as cashed settled futures. So it's interesting. So this is uh, CBOE, the CBOE Global Markets. It's a Chicago-based exchange group, and they are the first ones to launch Bitcoin futures. And it actually trades as a ticker symbol, which is XBT. And basically, the futures settle in cash, not the crypto. And so traders are able to speculate on Bitcoin without ever touching it. And here's the thing that I just discovered that is really interesting is that CBOE is basing the pricing of Gemini's exchange on Gemini's exchange, which is founded by the Winklevoss twins. Ah, the Winklevi. We love them. The Winklevi, yeah. yeah. The Winklevi. So, you know, and they're Bitcoin bullish, right? Because they're holding a they're the first Bitcoin billionaires. We talked about them on the, the previous episode, uh, or somewhere recently. Aren't they each though half billionaires though? I mean, technically. Well, together, collectively. <laughs> so I'm just on Coinbase looking at the price of Bitcoin, wondering, you know, when this happens, and it just did. I mean, we are basically 17 minutes ago, Bitcoin future tradings went live. You know, I wondered, are people going to sit back and see what happens, or are they just going to go all in? And will the effects of it be something that you see right away, or do are a bunch of short you know, sellers, for example, that are betting that are bearish and think Bitcoin needs to be low. Um, will the cumulative effect of these bears eventually drive the price down or or up? And just as of right now, uh, it, it's hardly moved. You know, in the last 15 minutes, it's on Coinbase at six, fifteen thousand six hundred fifty eight. So there's uh, which, by the way, since the last time we talked, price is a lot higher. And we're going to talk about that in the feature segment. But 
you know, we, I have no idea what's going to happen with this. And I know that there is a tug of war going on between the bulls and the bears, just like there is in any market. One thing I'm really good at, I'm, I'm not really good at Bitcoin futures, but I'm really good at Bitcoin pasts. I can tell you exactly what a price was on a certain day in the past. In the future, it's, it's a little bit more difficult to do that because, you know, we, we really don't know. There's so many variables that are coming into play on this, Joel, that we need to see how this shakes out. I mean, are, are some of these whales going to come in and try to manipulate the price and drive it down? Yes. So, that they can, so they can try to, you know, grab as many Bitcoins as they can. I mean, it seems to me it's almost like were they trying to drive the price up? So then they could get the profits and then now now they're trying to tank them and then putting that in. Who knows? I mean, this is this is going to be most likely one of the more interesting chapters in Bitcoin's history is watching how these futures play out. Now, Ronnie Moaz, what did he say? He said, hold on. He said hodl. But by the way, this is really funny, Travis. I'm watching the Bad Crypto Podcast Telegram group, uh-huh. which uh, now has 1,161 members, and they just posted a, a screen capture of the uh, futures page on CBOE.com, and it's the site's down. The site has crashed mm-hmm. um, at this at this moment. So there's enough people going there. Uh, I want to I want to look at the CoinDesk article that we've got in the show notes on this because it really describes. Um, how this works with an example. It says, let's say I think the price of XYZ, which is currently trading at $50, will go up $100 in two months. Someone offers me the chance to commit to paying $80 for XYZ in two months' time. I accept, which means I've just bought a futures contract. If I'm right, I'll be paying $80 for something that's worth $100. If I'm wrong and the price is lower, then I'll be paying more than it's worth in the market and I will not be happy. Alternatively, if I think XYZ is going to go down in price, I can sell a futures contract. I commit to delivering an XYZ in two months' time for a set price, say $80. When the contract is up, I buy an XYZ at the market price and deliver it to the contract holder in return for the promised amount. If I'm right and the market price is lower than $80, I've made a profit. This is this is true. Um, this is like speculating on speculation. Mm, yeah. And then how do you do that in Bitcoin, though, Joel? Because, I mean, would you have said, you know, if we were if we were in, let's say it was October 10th. I don't know what the price, what it was around October 10th, but I think it was around five grand back in October 10th, somewhere around that because that was near my mom's birthday. And so maybe it was like 5,800, some, somewhere ballpark around that. Would you have said, oh, Bitcoin's going to be $15,800 uh, on, you know, December 10th, right? I mean, like who would have who nobody was predicting that that it was going to be that high. They would have thought it would have been maybe ten grand by the end of the year. I didn't see anybody predicting it was going to be fifteen grand or higher this year. So that number by itself is hard. So I mean, I, I could see that this could be very dangerous for people who are familiar with traditional financial markets trying to come in and utilize these traditional financial asset mechanics and processes trying to make them to work in the crypto space, which we've already seen, Joel, the crypto space, the, the technical analysis does not always apply in crypto because the emotions run high here. I mean, we're seeing big dips and we're seeing huge gains in one day. I mean, we saw Litecoin this week, you know, go up, go from $93 to $194 briefly. I mean, like you can't predict that stuff. I mean, the, the, the technical analysis doesn't show that that's what's happening. It doesn't. And I'll tell you, this is just CBOE is the first 
exchange to to get into um, these futures for Bitcoin. The CME Group is launching their Bitcoin futures trading on December 18th, and next year NASDAQ is going to do it. And so this article on Coindesk says it's likely that the Bitcoin futures market will end up being even larger than the actual Bitcoin market because institutional investors like the size and the liquidity. They like uh, the fund managers feel less stressed because it's uh, it's it's cash liquid. So, you know, what is this actually going to do with the price of Bitcoin? We have no freaking idea. It's going to be a cash grab for some. And I don't know. I'm thinking it might be a huge gamble for those, you know, that are even doing hedge funds that they might tread carefully. Uh, but, you know, what do I know? I'm not a financial advisor, in case you guys didn't hear. And um, I'm bad. Yeah. Well, there was, there were some people talking about how, and I, I'm not sure if it was Ronnie who had mentioned it, but like somebody, I think he was saying something where they might buy $50 million worth of Bitcoin and then do a $150 million bet on futures and then be willing to lose money on the 50 million in Bitcoin because they're making so much money on their 150 million or whatever in futures or something along those lines. So there's going to be some big gambles going on on this. There's going to be some big money that's going on on this. We'll probably still see some pretty big swings, but I think this might be potentially where the big financial institutions are trying to wrap a lasso around Bitcoin's growth and try to stabilize it and determine what the price is going to be in the future through their own traditional uh, financial mechanisms. And I don't fully understand it all yet. I mean, we we're trying to wrap our brains around it. I mean, Joel and I came into this as not, you know, super stock market financial, you know, people who understood that whole space, but we love crypto, we love blockchain. And so we've dove into that. Some of the traditional financial, uh, you know, mechanisms are outside of my scope of expertise, Mr. Joel Kahn, which most things lie outside, just right outside my area of expertise. Yeah, I know, I know one or two things about one or two things, and, and that's about it. One more story here, Mr. Travis Wright. Gold has been kind of stagnant. For the last few years, right? Hovering or between $1,200 and $1,300 an ounce. It has. And that's, that's been one of the things like back in the day, I was investing in gold and silver back right after the 2008 housing thing up until around 2012, when I really should have been investing in Bitcoin and, and Litecoin, Mr. Joel Com. I, I kind of missed the boat on that one. Actually, most of the money that I invested in gold and silver at that time is now worth half of what I had invested in then. So that was really exciting. I, I was really good at that. That worked out nicely for me. Well, well played. According to this article on mining.com, there's a small Israeli gold company called Nash Natural Resource Holdings. NLH is the symbol on uh, whatever market it's on. It, may, it might be an Israeli market, I'm guessing. And this gold company decided that they were going to start accepting Bitcoin, to, that they were going to focus on blockchain and cryptocurrencies it, just by saying that, their stock price shot up, get this, 1,300% in uh, Israeli new shekels currency. Wow. And this, this just in, um, bad crypto is now accepting Bitcoin. <laughs> 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 we are indeed. And uh, if you like what we're doing, we'd love your support. If you'll check on the show notes on any of our pages, you'll see our uh, addresses for Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, and um, Dogecoin. And we gratefully 
take uh, donations in any of those currencies. And if you want to send us another currency, just write us and tell us, and we'll find a wallet. We're we're still waiting. We're still actually waiting for that very first one to happen. There, we've we've given out millions and millions of bad coin. We're still waiting for. Yeah, we have not yet had anybody send us a whole Bitcoin. Uh, Andreas Antonopoulos got something like two million sent to him for what he's doing for the industry, and uh, yeah, we get nothing and like it. <laughs> okay, we get we have lots of great fans who love us. That's great. That's, we're that's gonna, that's right. We're we're satisfied. We're going to get him on a future episode. A lot of people are saying, "Oh, when are you going to get Andreas on?" He doesn't know it yet, but um, we're definitely we're, we're gunning to have him. He'll on be on before episode cool. seventy five. We're going to make a bet right now. We're going to say we want him on in the next few episodes, Mister Andreas Antonov. And we also want John McAfee to come join us. So Travis, you have had a streak of good fortune for listeners um, by losing your crypto. So that's the topic of today's feature segment. Mr. Travis Wright, this was a banner week in crypto. The markets explodified. I mean, we would go to sleep and wake up the next morning and see the the prices flying off the charts. Uh, On December 5th, actually, let me go to December 4th. December 4th, Bitcoin was as low as just around $11,000. You know, after breaking through that $10,000 mark that everybody was pushing for. And from December 4th to December 7th, it shot up over $6,000 to a high on Coinbase of around $17,600. The masses finally got wind of Bitcoin. They were like, what's this bit? Oh, my God, I need to get on the Bitcoin immediately. And uh, what was so wild about this, Joel, is that, you know, on Thanksgiving Day, we noticed that the the crypto market cap had reached $250 billion on the U.S. Thanksgiving Day. Uh, a couple days ago, it was sitting at $425 billion. Last night, Joel, over the weekend, $50 billion got pulled out of the market. It was not pulled into alts. It was pulled out of the market, and it was sitting at $375 billion. I made a quick video on the Mastermind Group at that time, just this quick, silly one. Right now, it's sitting at $412 billion. So a lot of that money has already come back in. And I was just curious, how is that money being able to be pulled out into fiat or wherever on a Sunday or a Saturday? Like, uh, normally what we see during those times, Joel, is like whenever you have a big dip, then that money ends up going into other, you know, cryptocurrencies. That didn't happen. Everything was red yesterday. That was peculiar to me because I hadn't noticed that particular scene in a while. I had that same question when I saw that, like, where's the money? You know, it's like, where's Waldo? And I'm looking, where's the Bitcoin? Where is it? It's not uh, on but, Tether. It's, it wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't get put in Litecoin. It didn't get put in any altcoins. There was no altcoins mooning at that time. It wasn't in Bitcoin cash. It was 50 billion was out of the market cap somehow on a weekend. Well, the rise was dramatic. And of course the pullbacks were just as dramatic because it hit 17.5 and then it fell into the 14s and then it jumped up back into the 16s. And, you know, right now it's sitting around 15.8 as of this recording. And this episode is actually going to be released. If you listen to this episode, if you when it first downloads, this is pretty fresh. 
This is like super fresh. This is like bakery fresh. Um, you know, down the road, the price will be a little bit different. But over the next two days, both Ethereum and Litecoin saw similar craziness. Ethereum went from about 423 on December 7th to a high of about 516, currently sitting at 447. And Litecoin, oh my gosh, Litecoin came alive on December 7th, you said around $96, $97. I saw somewhere, some exchange, it hit around 194. On Coinbase, it's showing a high of about 170, and it's currently sitting at 152. What the frick? Right. My kids were so happy at that because I paid them crypto allowance, and my daughter always likes to get paid in Litecoin because it's so quick. And so I don't think she really understands Bitcoin. She, it takes too long for her to get it. So I think it's less valuable to her in her mind somehow. And uh, so I went into her room. I was like, hey, hey, Lily, have you checked your crypto? And she looks at her crypto. She's like, what? I just made $100 laying on my bed watching YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, there's no correlation to laying on the bed watching YouTube videos and making money um, there. But, hey, it, it could work for some. It was pretty funny. And at the same time, the the other boom that's happened is the one we discussed a couple episodes ago, the Crypto Kitties. How much – when we did that episode, they had sold like $3 million mm -hmm. in uh, digital kitties. What are they at now? Um, I, last I read, they were sold nearly a $10 million in crypto kitties on the Ethereum platform, which is uh, it was just a pretty big number. And, and, and as a result of that, I want to share a website with you guys. It's called Blocktivity, and this will be located in the show notes, blocktivity.info. Now, this right here is a really interesting link from my perspective because it shows what the actual transactions are going through and what computer usage or capacity utilization is happening on each one of the cryptos. So like, for example, today, Steam has had 876,000 transactions on Steam. And if you roll over it, it's at 0 0.30 of its capacity, not even 1% of its capacity, right? But if you look at Ethereum right now, this very minute, 100% blockchain capacity, and there's 17,000 unconfirmed transactions in the queue. Bitcoin right now, 100% blockchain capacity and 89,000 unconfirmed transactions in the queue. So Ethereum and Bitcoin are very, very slow right now. Uh, Litecoin, coincidentally, has uh, is using 2.2% of all of its capacity. And I watched this video about EOS, which is coming out, and it's it's the same guy, Larimer, the guy who invented Steam and, and the guy who invented BitShares, invented EOS. And they said EOS is going to have a, a magnitude of like maybe 100 uh, of scalability and more capacity than Steam has. And so that tells you that, that CryptoKitty should probably have been built on the Steam platform or BitShares platform or EOS down the road. One of those ones that have higher capacity because this is eaten up Ethereum's transactional capacity right now to 100%. So it's slowed down right now, Mr. Jolcom. Well, the kitties are still out there. At least mine are. But uh, Travis, you had another ordeal. You are like an ordeal magnet. Yeah, what? T tell everybody what happened. What was it? So we did the Crypto Kitties episode. We had fun with that and got some Crypto Kitties and got those all set up. And I, we you have to set that up with MetaMask. And we were just setting it up real quick. And I was just playing around. I wasn't planning on buying any or whatever at that particular time. But I I don't think I fully 
uh, wrote down all of my information about my MetaMask, that particular account and those CryptoKitties. And so without that information, you can't get into your CryptoKitties account. And so I woke up on uh, that next morning. I think it was like Tuesday morning this past week. And my Mac had done something. I think it tried to, I think it tried to update to Sierra operating system overnight. And even though I was, was, was saying not to, I think it ran out of space because it's a pretty big file and then it corrupted some things. And then now that Mac actually won't boot. And uh, so you want to make sure that if you have, you know, everything stored on one device, you got to get that off all device. I had most of my stuff stored off on USB drives and everything. There's a couple things that I didn't like my crypto kitties just because it was brand new. I didn't have those, those set up. I wasn't expecting my computer to crash. I've literally never had a computer crash ever. I've never had a hard drive crash ever. And then it happened. And then, oh my God, it is such a pain in the ass. Now I was actually having a hard time getting into my Exodus wallet because I downloaded the Exodus wallet, but then I had stopped using it. You were always talking like, oh, I just got a little bit of Ethereum. I get cha-ching because it cha-chings every time when something comes through, right? And I was like, oh, I want to hear the cha-ching. And so I started I started using it again. And I remember whenever I set it up, I had, I, I don't think I had jotted that number down or put it in a USB, but I did take a screenshot of it, but I couldn't find the screenshot. And what I was able to figure out, Joel, is I was able to boot my computer, my old computer up, and if you hold the T button down on the keyboard, it turns that Mac hard drive into like an external hard drive. So I was able to connect my Thunder, the cable, the Thunder something, the Thunder port or whatever the hell it's called. Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt cable into this other dongle. So I have like a dongle into a dongle combo. You guys can't see this, but Travis is showing me his dongle right now. Yes, it's my dongle. So it's my it's my Thunderbolt to USB-C because on the new Mac, there's four USB ports, no USB regular ports. There's no HDMI port. So you got to buy what? all these, you got to buy all these bullshit dongles for this new computer because it's just easy. You know, Steve Jobs just, you know, likes things to work, but Tim Cook just likes you to buy dongles. Um, yeah. But, but anyway, so what I was able to do was use my Mac as a hard drive. And then I, I thought when, cause I could not, cause it was corrupting a lot of these files. And so I couldn't grab those, those screenshots. And I was like, here it is. I know it's here. And so I thought, Hmm, when did I originally download Exodus? And then I was, I found out that I had downloaded it for the first time on October 17th, 2017. And so I said, ah, and then I did a search and I said, okay, screenshot October 17th, 2017, boom, popped up five files, found the one. It wouldn't let me download it, but I was able to open it up and zoom into it enough in my in my finder window. So and they were all pixelated, but I was able to tell what the words were. I typed them all in, and then I heard ching 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 ching. I was like, <laughs> I didn't lose my monies. Super sleuthy of you, Travis, to uh, to track that down. But you did. So congratulations on recovering your Exodus wallet. You did, unfortunately lose your metamask login i did lose my metamask so i did lose my crypto kitties so bad crypto podcast kitty and bad crypto travis bad crypto chick and there's a couple other ones they had a couple babies while i was gone i don't even know how that happened <laughs> but uh they're over there having some digital fornication and uh but yeah so i can't access those anymore but one thing I would suggest, folks, is to back up everything into these USB drives or some external hard drive, something offline, because your computer could crash at any particular time. You're not going to expect it's going to happen when you least expect it. And I don't know that there's ever been a time that I bought a computer 
And I'd be happy that I was buying one because I was like, all right, I can tell something's about to go down with my computer, but I've never actually had one crash on me. It was the worst trying to get your digital life put back together. Even though I had some backups and some of these other things done, there's still, it's like, uh, you don't want all that crap putting back on your stuff. So most of the time I'm trying to do it as fresh as possible and keep it running smooth. So I am now running on a brand new MacBook Pro, Mr. Joel Kahn, because my old MacBook Pro don't work no more, but I didn't lose my crypto though. Just your kitties are orphaned. By the way, I just realized we never did make those short URLs that we promised to our kitties. So people haven't even been able to see the the kitties we put up. Bummer. And now yours are not, not only can we not see them, now they're going to starve. They're out there on their own. Nobody will ever be able to claim them. And uh, you're a bad dad. I'm a bad crypto kitty dad. And uh, I'm, I'm sure it's going, meow, we're meow. We're just trapped. Well. Let that be a lesson to all y'all. Uh, take Travis's advice. Use a VPN whenever you buy anything. Don't use public networks for transacting. Don't keep keys or passwords on a um, uh, a laptop or any device that has public internet. These people have ways of finding your stuff and back up everything off of your computer so that if you do have a hard drive crash, that you're going to be able to restore your cryptos. Because we at Bad Crypto Podcast hate it when our listeners lose their crypto. And we hate it even more. When the hosts lose their crypto. <laughs> the list, <laughs> I, I'm serious. I want I want a list. Like, let's put down in the show notes here, Travis, all of the things that have happened to you so far. And hopefully this will be the, the last incident for many, many days, weeks, months, and years. Yeah, the Travis crypto shitstorms that have happened. You got hacked. Some, some dude calls into T-Mobile, hacks his phone. I can't get into my iota because it's a stupid wallet and it's got some weird node tangled thing. And I got like eight grand worth of iota in there that I can't access. And it just upsets me. <laughs> but it was only oh like $500 God. when I got it though. So that it's not too painful. Well, thank you everybody again for listening. We've got an ICO spotlight show that's coming up next and other surprises for you this week. Bad crypto miss is on its way. So I uh, hope you all are being good little boys and girls. You do not want to miss an episode. We're making a because list. Because Santa, Santa says what? Oh, yes. Uh, ho, ho, ho. Stay bad. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. Santa says what? Santa says ho, 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 bitches.
Oh, I just snorted. I never fucking snort. <laughs> ah, that was horrible. Leave that in, though.